Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Tipsy Tourism, the podcast where we visit top tourist attractions whilst enjoying some alcoholic beverages in an incredibly responsible manner. My name is Chelsea. And I'm James. And in today's episode, we're back home. Woohoo! Back home. At last. I know. It's been a while. It and has. we're talking to some of the best UK music, music festivals. festivals. Yeah, that's right. Sync. Actually, we're going to go to a music festival. We're going to mic up, get leathered and walk around it. But which one? But which one? Well, you will not find out until the next episode. But today it's going to be all about pot- some potential UK musical festivals that it could be. Not musical festivals, music festivals. <laughs> not like the greatest showman in that a would, tent. That would be amazing. I would absolutely go to that. Um, yeah, but as you as you correctly said, an important part of that episode and also this one is that we're going to have a drink to see us through and james we are oh my here. god we're back we're back home by the drinks trolley so the drink is in abundance in fact i believe how have we got more drink here than ever before yeah we need a second trolley we need another trolley to go by the main trolley um, right but today we're not we're not going to have something we don't need it to be tied to whatever we're going to so we're no. just going to have um, you just pick me something from the trolley please would you like would you like an Aperol spritz yeah always one part Aperol one part spritz zero <laughs> parts sparkling water soda water no, which is supposed to be absolutely nonsense one part Aperol one part spritz is not the recipe for Aperol spritz yeah no one part Aperol yeah uh, one part Prosecco yeah I think it's not that strong actually you anyway literally right, got the yeah, bottle, got the bottle for, in front oh, of you yeah, it which has got the recipe yeah, it does actually three parts Prosecco two parts Aperol one part soda my top tip is to ignore the soda part because it just, it's unnecessary. Right, okay. So it does actually say it on the back of the bottle. Three, two, one. Three parts Aperol. No, sorry, I got it wrong. Three, we've had a drink already. Three <laughs> parts Prosecco, two parts Aperol, one part soda. Ignore that. Pour over plenty of ice and garnish. That means decorate with a slice of orange. Okay. So that's what we're going to have. Okay, brilliant. Oh. Have you got some Prosecco? Yes. <gasps> We've got those mini bottles. Yes, we do. Are you making it? Am I making it now? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm making it now. Of course I am. Yeah. Talk me through what you're doing, please. Right. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, I'm putting in Aperol, Prosecco. 
Oh, we do have a little bit of soda. You can have a splash of soda. No, let's do it properly. Pop some soda in. Always good to keep hydrated. Soda, and there's a garnish with a bit of orange. Oh. There you go. Thank yum, you so yum, much. Yum. Are you having one also? Yeah. Okay, I'll cheers you. Two, one. Cheers. Oh, it's lovely. If I'm a was, big fan. If there was Aperol Fest, I'd go there. It doesn't exist, though, as far as I'm aware. It is very nice to be back here, though, with the, the big array of drinks, with the drinks trolley. Um, and I think, I'm pretty sure, that after we've done our UK festival, John, we'll, we'll do another like London-based activity. Yeah, we will. So, I know we've been away a lot, but we're back. But, in this episode, we are, we are about to leave again, because we're doing UK music festivals. I do love a music festival. Do you? What do you love about it? Um, so, there's parts of it I love, and there's parts of it I'm not so in love with. I do like... Start with what you love. I do like that you can get up very early and immediately just get on it. That is fun. <laughs> a bit like going to the airport and having yeah. a pint at Weatherspoons. No, not at Weatherspoons. I'll never go there because the guy who runs it's an idiot. But <laughs> I do like getting to the airport where time doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. And you're right, it is exactly the same at a festival. So you can get up pretty late, actually, and then just crack on and... Uh, go back, have a nice sleep, and then get up and repeat again. If you're camping on site, some festivals, some modern festivals, you only go for a day. <laughs> modern festival, Okay, go. so how does that work for you? If you're going to a day festival, say in London, yeah. where we live. Yeah, I live in London. Yeah? Yeah. Are you getting up in the morning and having a beer? No, because sometimes it's frowned upon to start drinking at, say, like 2pm. I know, but I'm applying your festival logic. Yes, but if you're going to a festival that's in the day... A lot of them do start with the early bands, even though you don't want to see them, but you don't want to say that. At like 2pm, go and have some food, have a burger, sit down in the sun and then pretend uh, to listen to the music and then go see the people you want later <laughs> on in the day. That's what I do. I was going to say, I love that your, your first thing that you love about UK music festivals is not the music, it's the drinking. No, it's the culture. And so far, you have you've actually shown complete dissatisfaction to the musical. Element. No, 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 no. The music is everything that drives it, but it's the culture that that music brings in. That's <laughs> really, lo- it's love- really important. I love that you're calling pre-noon drinking culture. Yeah, <laughs> that's true English culture right there. It's noonies. You can just basically start drinking just after midday. It's called what? Noonies. Noonies. Have noonies. Everyone knows what noonies is. I've never heard of that in my life. What the hell? Noonies. Noonies. Noonies is when you pop out at noon and then just start drinking. I have never heard that. What? Are you... Noonies. You've just made that up. I've never. We speak about it on the show I work on all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah you always know. Thanks for listening. <laughs> noonies. No, okay. I need other people to say that they also didn't know this. Let us know. Let me know. Just on on Instagram. It's Tips Tourism. Let me know. Did you know what Noonies was? Yes. I don't know what Noonies is. Look, I'm happy because I've learned some new vocab. Which, you know, we always said that this podcast was educational. Yeah, it's it good is. when it comes through. I'll teach you shit. <laughs> right, so normally what we do in the in the warm-up episode is we go through a load of tourist activities that we could do in the place that we are. And in the next episode, you come with us. So what I'm thinking is we're going to talk UK music festivals. I normally set the agenda, but... What does I- that mean? I'm, I'm normally the one giving the options. Okay, yeah. And you're reacting. Yeah. I, I love it when I have to remind James how this podcast works. Yeah. 
Um, but since you've been to a fair few UK music festivals, more than me, oh. you need to be bringing some to the table as well. I'm the expert. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay, so I think you should kick it off. What have you got first up for us? Uh, first up, what can I kick off? I'll kick off with the one that I went to first. My Ooh. first ever music festival. Was it your first ever music festival or your first proper music festival? My first ever music festival. Oh. But it was a proper one as well. Oh, you did it properly? Yeah. I went to Creamfields. My first ever festival was Creamfields. And right. it was back in 2009. <laughs> Remind where, people where you're from. I'm from West Cumbria, mm-hmm. uh, Whitehaven. That's where I went to school. Um, and not many people come to Cumbria as performance artists. So we have to travel to see them. So I eventually travelled in 2009. And it was Tiesto playing. Whoa. Was Tiesto. that the re- now? Was that the reason you'd booked the tickets of your mates, or was it the culture? All of it. Tiesto was playing. Pete Tong was playing. David Guetta was playing. Uh, Basement Jacks were playing. Paul Van Dyke was playing. Um, my mate Damien wanted to see Ferry Causton. My mate Christian wanted to see Dead Mouse, and they were all there. And we were like, "That's yeah. actually an exceptional lineup that really holds up still." The yes, fa- I know. Thank fact you. We still know all those artists. Is actually pretty impressive. That was two thousand nine. Was that your type of music back then? Because yeah, well, no, I, I enjoyed that music. Then. For for people who don't know, James works at Radio X, which is mostly guitar music. Yeah, Foo Fighters. Did you see one guitar at Creamfields? Um, who would have had a guitar? David Guetta. No, he no. just he just had three notes on his keyboard. <laughs> who would have? No, I don't How think there's you? any guitars. That was my first experience. It's it's a bit carnage. What do you mean by carnage? Um, this <laughs> that's is, a knowing laugh. There is. Did you set anyone's tent on fire, James? No, there was no tent fire. Oh, that's good. No, that was. I only saw that at Leeds Festival. We'll come to that later. But um, well, basically, there's a lot of illegal substances at Greenfields. Uh, PVA. Lot of lot of prep stick. Lot of PVA. Um, sometimes super glue. And really, actually, really annoyingly, um, I think there were three of us driving down from Cumbria to Creamfields and Tony and John drove straight in but I was signalled aside by the police. Oh my god. And I got taken across to a gazebo <gasps> and You I had, had three prep sticks on you, didn't you? I had to I had to completely empty my Renault Clio <laughs> and they did a full on inspection of my car and I was like, what did I think I've got in here? <laughs> Your first festival yeah, ever first as well. Festival, yeah. So I had to completely take everything out. And then they did a full-on inspection, got the dogs in. <laughs> and I was nervous. I didn't even have anything, but I was like, what happens if, like... What if someone had once been in your car what happens if they, they smell- dropped something? Yeah. What happens if they'd got, like, they, they smell oil or something from the engine? And they're like, oh, that's drugs. Well, I was clean. Do you it- know what's so funny? Because I'm, I'm an absolute square, everyone. I'm, I'm really sorry, but I've never even tried a drug in my life. I know, it's really cringe. I actually think it's shameful. But, um... Every time I go through security, I'm like, what if I've just, what if someone's dropped a pill in my bag? Yeah. It always goes, in my head, I'm like, oh my God, they're going to stop me. You know, when you watch um, oh, Australia's uh, Border Force Control, Border Force Control and they do the dip in the backpack yeah. and it comes up with like, you've got um, amphetamines or something. I think that's going to happen to me. Yeah, it's not. It's so absolutely fine. That's what you thought was going to happen. So you? I had a full-on inspection. And by inspection, I don't mean like, 
Oh. They didn't, I was going to say, they didn't check any cavities. No, there was no gloves inserted. They did it without. And I loved, no, no none of that. <laughs> there was no, none of that detailed inspection. It was just a kind of like, empty your bags. Have you got any glass? Have you got any drugs? No, I've got no drugs. Anyway. anyway. But hang on, we do need to talk about the elephant in the room. What? Which is, how old were you? Oof. 2009. 2009? How old would I have been in 2009? Can you do some maths? Well, I was 19 and I think you're three years older than me. So you would have been 22. 22? 22, yeah. And let's just say, how old are you now? 34. If you've never seen a picture of James, uh, just imagine him 10 years younger than he is. So you must have looked I've got a picture 12. of me. The, I've got a picture of me at the festival. Yeah, but I love that they decided that. to ransack the car That's me. of a 12-year-old. Look at that. That's me there. <laughs> That's me at the festival. Oh my God, you look such a baby. I love that they let your two mates go in, which, no offence, I am looking at a picture of them now. Yeah. Your friends look quite suspect. Who? John, for a starter. John looks great. He's got a vest on. (laughs) You're all wearing matching sunglasses. Tell me about that. Well, if you notice in the photo, I am not wearing sunglasses. But uh, Ben and John have got matching sunglasses and they look cool. They looked, but they cool. didn't get stopped. So all I'm saying is, perhaps this is a tactic for everyone to try if they're trying to get to Green Force this year. Wear sunglasses. You're not going to get stopped. We didn't get caught with anything, thank you. And then no, it was all right. Some bigger boys nicked our chairs. So we so when we went to see Tiesto, our chairs got nicked. So um, we had to sit on the floor. And then we all forgot pans. So we had to cut bacon. We had some bacon that we'd bought. We had to cut bacon inside. We were ingenious. We were like Bear grills. We, we had to cut bacon inside a tin of beans, which is clever, right? That is clever. You put the bean can on the stove. Like voila, a camp stove. There's a pan. There you go. Right, James, I'm so sorry. But if anyway, this we've, is di- the, we've diverted sorry, away from If this thing. is the wildest story you have from Cranefields, I honestly, the police who were searching your car were... Wasted their fucking time, didn't they? It was my first festival. <laughs> I'm not taking in bags of all kinds of legal no, shit. I know, but my point is, of all the mad stories you could have shared here, you just shared that you forgot a pan, so you had to go bacon in a beast yeah. tin. <laughs> That's Greenfields for oh. you. Do you remember how much you paid for your ticket? Not a clue. These days, yeah. I just looked, it's like 250 quid. Is it? Yeah. I don't think we paid that. Well, That's a lot. That's inflation for you. Yeah. And it's in Chelmsford now. So the Chelmsford one's already been. But if you go to the, I imagine you went to the original Cheshire one. Oh, gee. Yeah. yeah. And that's at the end of August. Mm, that's what I went to. So Bank holiday August. Mm. That's what I was at. So you're saying you would like to relive that? No. <laughs> I enjoyed it at the time, and that is that's all I'll be doing. So you you haven't got what? What's your sales pattern for it? Not for me. <laughs> Not for me. Enjoyed it at the time. Nice introduction. See you later. Okay, actually, this is a good point mm-hmm. because for the Chelmsford Creamfields on the same weekend, there was another oh, Chelmsford Posto. Well, maybe it's a different vibe. Yeah, maybe it's more you. You have changed, James. Yeah, I know. Maybe you need I to give the chance for Creamfields. I, I have not changed. Um, well, the same weekend, so it's already been and gone, uh, was the festival Mighty 
Hoopla. We went to Mighty Hoopla. We went to Mighty Hoopla. Slightly different vibe. Woo! That is different. Mighty Hoopla is the UK's biggest pop festival. And the lineup this year... Oh, my God. ...was outrageous. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I was there. And ca- right. And this is a, a big point about this. Whilst we went... James's entire workforce went on a bus to go and see Liam Gallagher. Yeah, it's quite a different comparison. At Nebworth. They were at Nebworth and I was watching Cascada. <laughs> Blue. Sugar Babes. No, they were the next night. I know, I'm we just saying, them. who else was at Mighty Hoopla? Anastasia. Oh my gosh, she was so good. Uh, Steps. Yeah. There was a tent just playing Kylie. Um, also, five were there. But there was three. Three of five. <laughs> Two of them couldn't be there. Richie was there. Is yeah, that I think them? James might have been one of ten straight men at the festival. Hello. You were really doing a lot of diversity. I was. You were. But I've got to say, especially... A diverse northern straight man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got to say, as especially as a woman, um, it was one of the Lady. friendliest... Oh, my God. And most fun festivals I've ever been to in my life. It's in Brockwell Park in London. The tickets were like 50 quid per day. Yeah. And honestly, if you are looking for a festival that's just full of people dancing, singing, having a laugh. Samantha Fox. Oh my, who? What? Natalie and Brulia. Who the hell's Samantha Samantha Fox? Fuck off. Foxes? No. Who's Samantha Fox? Fox? She's an old glamour model. (laughs) She was there. Hadaway, Two Unlimited, Basement Jacks. Yeah, it was it was really, really good. I would absolutely recommend that in the future if you just want a really fun UK festival. Oh, honestly, bloody brilliant. Oh, we should talk about a classic. A classic one for me and you, at least. What's that? We both went to a festival which was, at the time, quite small. But it's now become one of the big hitters. Which one? Park Life. Park Life Do in you Manchester. What Manchester. it used to be called? Yeah, it used to be called um, our Ferret Mad Ferret Mad Ferret Festival. It was in Platfields Park, and it was very close to where all the students lived in Fallowfield. So, if you went to the university in Manchester or Manmet. Uh, you would live normally. A lot of the students lived in Fallowfield, and that is where. Platfields Park was, yeah. and that's where it was original. Now, it, where's it at now? It's in Heaton Park now. Yeah, bigger park. Much up, bigger. Up north. Yeah, Manchester. much much bigger situation. But it was always the weekend that everyone finished university. Oh, it was brilliant. So it was a absolute go-to pilgrimage if you were a Manchester student. I only went one year, and I actually went the first year it was called Part Life. I'm going to look at the 2012 lineup because that's when I went. Oh, it was Dizzy Rascal. Oh, I went then as well. Yeah, you I did still lived go, in Manchester. But I remember I went, and I had had absolutely zero sleep, um, and it was an absolute mess, I'll be honest. Um, but hey, it's good to see. It's good to see small festivals doing well fucking flying yeah um these days i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i only paid about 20 quid it wasn't a lot these days day day ticket 80 quid is it 80 bloody quid gotta pay for security nowadays those fence jumpers um stop jumping into bloody festivals (laughs) stop it 
If you want to go Saturday or Sunday, it's 130 quid. Oof. But that's what you got to pay these days for festivals, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything's getting so bloody pricey. Right, we'll be back in a second, um, and I've got a little game for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. James. What? We're going to do something a little bit different. Go on. I thought we've had a few drinks. We're going to play a little game of, do you know what this theme tune is? Price is Rise. You know it. And do you remember what you have to do in this game? You have to tickle Bruce's chin. No. Oh no, uh, it's higher or lower. It is higher or lower. Price, is it higher or lower? Tickle. Yeah, go on. Stop tickling Bruce. Bloody hell. No, no one needs that. He's no gone. one needs that. Right. He I've, gone. I've got some stats from 2019. Now, before you say they're out of date, Rest bear in, in mind, yeah, there have been a few... There have been a few years where the stats haven't been what they were due to the pandemic. So we're going for 2019 stats. Yeah. Panny D. Okay. So we're going to start with a So this, this is a game, high or low of what you're doing now. Yeah. And it's on the basis that we love a we bloody love a fact here. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure everyone, I'm sure you're going to learn something, you know, about festivals I'll because be. this is education. I'll ring my grandma and yeah. tell her some facts. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to start off with a fact. In 2019, 5.2 million people from the UK attended a festival. I was one of them. Where? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. By the way, I get these stats from Ticketmaster, so if they're wrong, blame them, not me. Yeah, okay, ring yeah. him up. I, have, I haven't done a personal study. 
Um, and that works out at 7.9% of the population. Okay. So my, my question is, 7.9%. Is that more or less than the amount of people who will book a ticket before the lineup is announced? Oh, you're doing it the other way. So we're not starting with 7.9. We are starting with 7.9. Yeah, so is the number of people who booked a ticket higher or lower? Let's no, 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 no. 7.9% are the amount of people who went to a festival from the UK. Yeah. At the next stat coming up is the percentage of people who will book a ticket before the lineup is announced. So yeah. is that higher or lower than 7.9%? Okay, do it again. What? Yeah. Why are you making me do it again? Because you did it backwards, but do it again. Uh, okay, is this the time to tell you that I've never seen the prices right? Yeah. <laughs> You're doing it backwards. Okay, try it again. Give okay. it another go. Okay, okay, let me start from the top. Yeah. 7.9% mm-hmm. of people from the UK attended a festival in 2019. Understood. Is the amount of people who will book a ticket before the lineup is announced higher or lower than that? The number of people who book a ticket before it's announced. Yeah. Is that percentage higher or lower than 7.9%? Have I done it right? Uh, yeah, that's right. Correct. Uh, way higher. I think loads of people book before stuff's announced. It's lower. What? 6%. 6% Only of people will book a lineup before it's announced. What the hell? I know, it really surprised me as well. Because I thought, like, Glastonbury, everyone books way before anything's announced. Well, well, maybe Glastonbury is the exception. Maybe people... Apart from Glastonbury, we'll go, oh, I'm waiting to see you yeah. at that festival before they go. Okay. Yeah, Glastonbury's got you skewed there. It did skew me. Mm-hmm. So, keep that 6% in mind, yeah? Yeah. But, is the amount of people who look at the lineup's diversity before booking higher or lower oh, than lower. 6%? Lower. It's higher. You're what? doing terribly. I love this. My favourite game. people were useless. Nah, 30%. 30% of people look at the lineup's diversity before booking. However, I wonder if people are saying that because they want to look good. Yeah, I, I also, think so. Also, it does just say look at it. It doesn't actually say whether they go, that's awful, I am not booking this gig. Um, I but, know, that's whiffy. Right, keep 30% in your head. Mm-hmm. Is the amount of people mm-hmm. who had sex at a festival higher or lower than 30%? Than 30%? Mm. Uh Hello, yeah, way higher. Oh. I think people who stay at festivals all tanked up, I reckon that's like 80%. Really? Yeah. Really? Maybe 80, 85. Do you want to put some money on it? Yeah. No, I don't want to put <laughs> money on it. I don't, I'll put nothing on it. Uh, it is higher, so you do get a point. Woo! Well done. But it's only 37%. 37%? No, I thought that was quite low as well. No, 7% of people that go to festivals. Yeah, so do you want to know the breakdown? Yeah. 59% said no. 20% said yes, but with a partner. Yeah. Only 17% say with someone new. And 5% say they prefer not to say, which I find really funny. I'll say yes. <laughs> so we might be able to add the 5%. Yeah. Maybe they were asked when they were with so a partner. What percent was it people said yeah? 37. 37? Yeah. Christ. Okay. It's, it's lower than I thought as well. Um, Liars. 
And do you want to know how many people have started a meaningful relationship at a festival? Yeah, 100%. 7%. 7, that's what I was going to say. 7. So, yeah, if you're you're not into your apps, maybe get yourself to a festival. You've got a 17% chance of having sex with someone new, and then it turn 7% turn it into something magical. Excellent. That, that's how they should sell festivals, if you ask me. That was festival game. 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 Let's go in with the big hitter, the the one that we both want to chat about. Glastonbury. Oh, Glastonbury. Also known as Glasto, it is sometimes on the television. It's always on the television. We've both been, you've been a couple of times, I've been once. Glaster Pops. It's incredible. It is, it is like the ultimate festival. And I think when people have been, they have this kind of response to it, like we have now. And if you haven't been, it's like, shut up. Stop banging on about Glastonbury. I get it. It is proper boring in it to hear people Deep bang on it's so good oh, it's so life changing it changed my life it doesn't change your life but a lot of people just a lot of people just no it doesn't a lot of people just associate with mud yeah and that's a fair point but that is quite rare for it to be a muddy washout have you been whilst it's been a washout uh, I've been, I have been twice. The first time it was glorious, and the second time was muddy as hell. Mm. Mm. It's just a threat, you know. It's going to happen at some point. If you're going to go year on year, it's going to happen. You but just it, need some good wellies. It wasn't like I was sleeping in mud. It just meant that I needed to wear wellies. Yeah, that's all it meant. Uh, but it was Beyonce. Yeah. Oh my god. Better, 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 pop star. Have you heard of Beyonce? I I have actually heard of. Her. She's quite underground, yeah. but I have. She is a famous lady, um, and she stayed with us in our tent in hospi- hospitality. Yeah, she stayed there. She, yeah. What? Were you one of the 17%? Yeah, I went with work, and she was in the tent next to us, and yeah, pretty cool Are lady. Are you joking? I can't tell if you're joking or not. No, she was nowhere near us. She oh. stayed in, like, yeah. <laughs> Beyonce did not camp. <laughs> Beyonce was not camping. I know, but you worked I, for a radio station at that time, so I think you were staying in some kind of, like, press area. She could have been there. Yeah, I mean, it, it was nice, but all it meant that was we had toilets and a shower, which I was very lucky to have, I will admit. But we did not have Beyonce staying in the tent next to us. No, she wasn't there. Well, the thing I like about Glastonbury is, yes, you have those massive, amazing headliners, like this year it's Billie Eilish, Paul, Paul McCartney... From and the Beatles. Kendrick Lamar, um... From Which is very good and exciting, and lots of people like that. But it's the little stuff I like. Yeah, it's like... Actually, we only discovered it on the final day. We went to um, the circus, the circus tents. tents, and that was fun stuff. Yeah, And then we went so to the, the wild and free stages, like the hippie... The healing fields. Healing, sorry, yeah, correct me. The healing fields. And we had a massage. There. We did. We went into, the, they had this massive tent, I don't know if they do it every year, and it was pay what you fancy for a massage, and you get like 20 minutes. Yeah, paid a grand. We went in, <laughs> everyone, everyone else. I didn't. The, to be fair, it was basically nine women and one man who looked like Mr. Wito. Mr. Wito, the you f- know, cereal man. Off of the cereal, yeah. guess who I got? 
You got a cereal man. I got Mr. I got Mr. Weezo. Yeah. I won't lie though. Great massage. Gave him a tenner. Did you? Mm. I give my lady a tenner as well. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had a lovely time. Very happy. Yeah, that was good. Don't say no, you were you know, happy I was happy. Massage. It was just a happy time. Oh, in my no, life. James. It was like, oh my god, you're. But we had a great time. Yeah, and Glastonbury is two hundred eighty quid plus a booking fee, so wow. it's definitely one of the more pricey ones. But it does run a bit longer. Take uh, home, take home your tent. Don't ruin the fields. Don't ruin go. the farm. Yeah, your pillocks. Yeah, I mean, that's true of any festival, to be fair. Yeah, don't. That's don't, not just glass. Yeah, yeah, and just don't litter. Recycle. But on the other end of the spectrum, smaller festival-wise, we have done a few good ones there as well. Do you remember last year? And this is when a lot of festivals got cancelled. But we managed to persevere, and we went to one. It was called Diva Festival. Diva, yeah, festival. Diva Festival. D-E-V-A. V-A, yeah. Diva and the feeling we're on. Honestly, it was one of the best festivals I've ever been to. <laughs> and I just, and it's mainly led because I really like the band The Feeling. I know that is not a popular opinion necessarily. But I don't know, they were very popular. Yeah, yeah, mostly band in radio one of the years in the really? 2000 and somethings. Um, but it's like, oh, it was such a good gig. And I really like the album 12 Stops and Home. So I really enjoyed that festival. Yeah, do you want to know who's playing this year? A diva festival. Mm. Well, it was a Foo Fighters tribute band. Then it was the feeling that was last year. Yeah, yeah. No, it was two years ago. But yeah, no. Yeah, it was. I thought it was last year. I think it was pre-pandemic. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. It was definitely a pandemic. Thi- no, stop. We have to find this out. I'm no, sorry. It was pre-pandemic. No. Yeah, the feeling diva festival. It might even be twenty nineteen. Oh my god! Please don't tell me that. That makes me so sad that my, I'm so, I keep doing this. Yeah. I keep, it's like, I, in my head, I have blanked out the last two and a half years. This has happened, like, this is the fifth time I've done this, where I'm like, it was last year and it was three years ago. Yeah, you're an idiot. Oh my God, you're joking. Well, anyway, this year, Heather Small. up. Sophia Lespector. Made with the dance floor. Sonique. The hour makes me high. And scouting for girls. Uh, she's a lovely, she's a jubbly. We didn't even practice that, you won't believe it. Uh, 37 quid for a day ticket and £88 for the weekend. And you Woo! can camp, it's, it's in like, it's near Chester. It is good. So we went back home, so I'm from Wrexham, so we went and stayed at mine. And then went to Diva Fest. Honestly, I really enjoyed it. It's it was such a good festival. I think that's what's really nice about small festivals as well. We got so close to the stage. Yeah, we did. And we don't do that at big festivals. Yeah. I so, was, yeah, heckling. <laughs> you weren't heckling. I wasn't heckling. You were basically was... blowing kisses at them. <laughs> Love you, Dan. James loved them so much. Yeah, it was good. It was yeah. good. Also, did you have any um, festivals growing up where you were? Like, did Whitehaven have like a small little festival? Uh, hello. A small festival. Mm-hmm. We had the Maritime Festival. I'm from Whitehaven. Oh my god! Uh, I need to Google it because we had Whitehaven that Festival. Sounds wild. Which had, I think, it had like a hundred thousand people that what? came to it. Yeah, shut up. We That's had, half of Glasgow. Yeah, we had a big old festival. We've had status quo. What? Yeah, and my dad supported them 
because my dad's in a bind. My dad supported status quo at Whitehaven Festival. In fact, the same year, this was the lineup. I remember it. Status quo. Next day, N Dubs. Next day, N Dubs. Next, they played outside Argos Car Park. Next day, <laughs> why are you laughing? That's where the stage was on the car park. Um, Catherine Jenkins, mismatch, not mismatch, range. That's what I meant to say. Edit out range. What do you think of that? And then not only that, we've had loads of other people. The Red Arrows perform. John Christoph <laughs> Mavelli, he performed on, on stage in a tent. Uh, I found the website. A lot, of, a lot of tall ships came in. They come in and go, look I'm, at this big tall ship. I really enjoy that part of the festival lineup is uh, transport. <laughs> transport? What, ships? Look and, here. The, and the Red Arrows. Red Arrows were there. So hang on, if it's so good, why have you never taken me to Whitehaven Festival? Because they stopped doing it because it was too good. Oh. McFly have been what? Yes. Okay, I take everything back. It sounds mint. Oh, so many good people have been there. Well, if you're going to do a shout out for a homegrown festival, can I do one for my for mine as well? Yes. Uh, Focus Wales in Folk. Wrexham is incredible. Like genuinely incredible. Um, every single year they have like twenty different stages and hundreds and hundreds of artists from all over the world come to Wrexham and mm-hmm. perform. Um, and it's normally in May. So next year we should. I tell you what. Next year, I'll take you to Focus Wales. Yeah. And you can take me to whatever Whitehaven festival you want. Well, look, okay, yeah. Well, look, look, they've got time to put it back on. Yes. They've got time to call the Red Arrows and say, hello, can you come? Hello, it's Mr. Been a while since the, it's been a while since the Red Arrows have been there, but yeah, I'll, I'll ring Mr. Raff. Just call them and say, look, I need to beat Chelsea because she's going to take me to Focus, which I'll is really brilliant. Raff. Yeah, I'll miss his Raff. Yeah. yeah, and so I need to beat her. If you can get your shit together, please... Place. And then we'll, we can take Tipsy Taurus in there. Yeah. So I think that's something we can do. Um, before we wrap this up, and bloody hell, we've been chatting. Yeah, we have, haven't we? We have been chatting. We've had a few drinks. Apologies about that. I do think we both need to talk about the first festival that we went to together. What was that? Leeds. Leeds Festival. Leeds Festival is the festival I've been to the most in my life. I've been... Oh, I've had some bad experiences oh at Leeds. Oh, my God. Um, I think I've been three times to Leeds. Leeds and Reading, but Leeds is better because I tell you what is an interesting fact: Leeds is louder. You're allowed to play louder music at Leeds Festival because there's no residential rules. That oh, is a great fact. That's a thank you. I'll teach you that. We'll give you a little bing, bing. Yeah. Um, uh, we have been together probably three times. But the first festival we went to together. Yes. Mm, what what a magical oh my god if we get married no we don't we'll do it at least first no we should on stage you could propose to me on stage i tell you what we was the first time i went to leeds festival you a bad time uh yes okay so when i went to leeds festival i think it was my second time but my first time clearly with chelsea mm. i had a very bad experience yes he did um I think I, it took our relationship to next levels as well, by the way. Did it? Yeah, we'll come on to that in a second. Um, I, well, firstly, I had a lot to drink. The first time I ever went was on my own, and I was a disgrace. <laughs> I, I, there's a Domino's pizza stand, and I went, I disappeared from everyone I was with for two hours. And again, James was there, 
with work work colleagues. Yeah, I, but I just met them. Yeah, I just so met them. should have had a you know a hint of decorum no, about I him. I I, went, I disappeared for two and a half hours and came back with two boxes of Domino's pizzas, and I was best drunk ever. Uh, yeah, but you think that at that point, but I started launching, like literally oh, no. launching slices of pizza, like no. overarm throws, like to people in the hope that they'd catch them. No one caught them. I was literally, I went and spent like 30 quid on two pizzas and just launched them across the field when I went back and met up with my friends. And at, they at, didn't know you well enough to be like, lol. No, I, oh, I was God. brand new. Um, so that was a mess and I was an absolute disaster. I was an absolute disaster with that entire thing. I, I truly believe that everyone has a moment when they join a company oh. for the first time where they completely disgrace themselves. That was mine. And it teaches you to be on your best behaviour. But it normally happens within a month or yeah. two. And it's like a make or break. Some people lose their jobs. If you keep it, then you just know to bear. <laughs> yeah. But all the people I was with felt responsible because they'd all um, bought in on the drinks as well. But they thought it was my complete fault. But I, I they, they all felt responsible. Yeah, yeah, but they did. But I, I went and bought my own as well. Um, however, the next year I mm. went was with you. Yes. And I started play fighting after a lot of drinks with my friend Max. Mm-hmm. And Max is significantly bigger than me. I've got a good comparison. Yeah. He was Desperate Dan and you were Dennis the Menace. Yes, that's good. That's a good comparison. Yeah, it's like he was, you know, Monsters, Inc., Sully. I, I was Mike. He was Sully. Oh my god! Like it was. We are. I was the small one, but I started play fighting with him. Idiot. And we were on a very large hill, and somehow I fell, but he fell onto me, mm-hmm. and then we fell down the hill. You and like as, rolled together. Yeah, quite, we did. It was almost romantic. romantic. Yeah. It was almost romantic. Yeah. But as we had that first initial hit when I hit the the hill, uh, I heard a crack. But because I was so boozed, I was like, oh dear. But then as we rolled further, things started to develop and I was like more and more in pain. Oh, pain. So I I had to kind of like tap his face to tap out and like stop, stop, stop. You needed a safe word. We didn't have a safe word. Oh God, you always have a safe word. I was so new in that world of that (laughs) new job. And I was. You've been in it for a year at this point. I was in agony, <laughs> but because I was so boozed, I knew I was broken. We went to the tent. We went to the medical. I took you to the medical tent. Yeah, we went to the medical tent. There's a hospital on site yeah. at Leeds Festival. So eventually, we I got taken in a Land Rover Defender. I great, like that you noted that great park uh, to the on-site festival, and I was like, "Hello," and I was speaking pretty normally. I was like, "Um." I think I've just broken my collarbone because I heard it crack and uh, I think I'm going into shock, but I've had quite a lot to drink. And they're like, oh, we'll take you through to the bone doctor. I was like, oh, you've got a bone doctor. Excellent. So you weren't allowed to come through with me, so I went through on my own. I was stood outside the tent. Were you? And I had to get examined by the bone doctor and uh, he made me do all kinds of exercises and... uh, Eventually, he was like, he was making me do stuff, and this is horrible. You might want to like switch off for thirty seconds. Uh, 
he said, lift your arm. But as he did, uh, it clicked and popped out of my skin. Uh, And I was like, this feels like it's popping out. And he was like, no, 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 no. And he literally said the words to me. I still remember them now. He said, trust me, I am a bone doctor. You just have ligament damage. So I was like, champion. So he gave me some really strong painkillers. Yeah. And then we just went back to my tent. And I had the worst night's sleep of my life. Yeah, you were a nightmare. I was a nightmare. And I was like, well, do you know what? Mr. Bone Doctor has said you haven't got a broken bone. And I was like, oh, just liggy damage. Uh, So I drove home and in agony, couldn't change gear. (laughs) Disaster. Um, uh, But still didn't think I'll go to A&E because the Bone Doctor had told you it was fine. And then after two more days at work, the people at the radio station booked me a trip to A&E. They booked me a taxi and were like, you are going to A&E now because uh, you can't use your left arm anymore. And guess what? It was broken. Yeah. Bone doctor was wrong. So, yeah, my friend had actually broken my collarbone. And that's yeah. my experience of Leeds Festival, our first festival together. But this is what I mean. This is why it was a pivotal moment in our relationship because for the next, I think it was several weeks... I was in like a strap-on sling. Oh <laughs> no! I was like, because uh, you, if you get, well, yeah, and this is diverted. If, you, if you've got a, you col- can't divert people editing that. If you've got a collarbone breakage, you can't put it in a cast. No, cask, cast, <laughs> cast or cask. It's definitely a cast, and you've definitely cast had with too a much tea to drink. Cast a key. Okay. <laughs> is it cast? A cast. You can't put it in a cast. Can't put it in ta- cask. Um, so you've just got to you've got to strap your arm up so it stays still. Mm. So I was in this kind of like strap. Yeah, I was a strap on. strap on my arm. Right, and it was mounted there, and it was so frustrating because it was so hard to get dressed. It was so hard to shower. It was yeah, so I had to help you. I I did not ever help you with the toilet. Um, no. That would have been a step too far. I mean, wipe. I would, I would do it, James. You would know, you? just. All the mm. love in my heart. Um, but everything else, I remember having to like put you in the shower, how to put your seatbelt on in cars, all that kind of stuff. It mm-hmm. does take you to the next level of relationship. Wham. It's like we uh, we got like a little gold star from that wilderness. Yeah. Right. They are some options. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more UK music festivals out there. Yeah. So which one will we be taking you with us next episode was it one we mentioned maybe or is it something entirely different oh the only way you're gonna know is if you listen to the next episode of tipsy tourism but for now thank you so much for listening as always please do leave us a review and if you're new hello hello thanks for making it this far make sure you're subscribed so the next episode appears straight in your feed when it is uploaded yeah and if you cannot wait until then you can sign up to our patreon where you'll get the episodes a day early all you need to do is search for patreon so it's p-a-t-r-e-o-n patreon.com forward slash tipsy tourism and there's other books there as well yeah there is loads of stuff there search for it thanks for listening and we'll speak to you in the next episode from a UK musical festival but where see you then bye
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.